What's going on, everyone? Did you miss me? On this episode of the Sweet Talk with Elisa podcast, I will be discussing on what went down during the month of July since I've been on hiatus from the podcast. And I will discuss more things since we are in the month of August. Go get yourself a snack, sit back, relax, and let's get this show started. This is your host of the Sweet Talk with Elisa podcast, the one and only Elisa. I hope you all are doing good and are trying the best of your abilities to enjoy the summer because we're still dealing with the coronavirus. And then there's the outbreak of the Delta variant, which has been reported on the news and on social media. So um, I hope you guys are cautious and careful wherever you're going and whatever it is you're doing so the month of july has been a pretty hectic month for me for good reasons and bad reasons and um where do i begin my son started summer school which was done through remote learning and he wasn't too happy about that um he just wanted just to play games watch movies and that's it he didn't want to do shit he didn't want to do no schoolwork so the first two weeks of july i had to try to get him into the groove of things again because you know last year he had did remote learning for the school year he just completed the fourth grade back in june but now you know he's getting the hang of it so summer school is almost coming to an end in a couple more days i believe so I know he's going to be happy about that. But yeah, um, just a quick reminder to you guys. um, I do have a child who has disabilities, special needs. My son is autistic. He also is nonverbal, has developmental delays, cerebral palsy, and the list goes on and on. But, But other than that, he's doing good now for summer school. You know, he's participating in the meetings through Google Meets with his teachers of his class. And what I'm noticing, too, is he's the only student that goes on to the meetings in the mornings. I don't see no other student. Um, I'm sure there's multiple sessions for meetings for the kids in his class. But I had told his teacher he'll be available for the morning meetings because to go on a meeting later in the day, forget it. He ain't going to want to participate. And plus, my son wakes up at the crack of dawn. He wakes up way before my alarm goes off in the mornings. (laughs) so i'm like you know what yeah he's good with the morning meetings but that's one thing that happened in the month of july uh the next thing that happened which so happened to be several days after my son started the first day of summer school uh my top tooth had chipped and i had talked about this on instagram live after it happened um so i was just home with my son we were snacking on some cookies and it was those cookies that um are like covered with frosting and has sprinkles on them the brand name is called mothers 
and I thought it was the sprinkles I was chewing on and I'm like wondering why are these sprinkles freaking hard then to find out I was actually chewing on the filling of one of my um, top teeth and yeah I got grossed out right away I had spit it out into a napkin I ran to the bathroom looked in the mirror and I was like what the fuck because exactly a year ago over the summer the original filling I had on my top tooth had broken off by me chewing on a cherry with a seed in it I wasn't paying attention when I was eating the cherry that had a seed in it and the original filling that I had on since 1995 um when i was in the sixth grade yeah that filling went bye-bye so i had went to the dentist for an emergency visit and i had seen my regular dentist last year and i told her what happened and she knew how important it was for me to have my teeth looking right so because of the coronavirus pandemic um certain equipment couldn't be used so she said she was going to try the best of her abilities to put some type of filling to cover my chipped tooth and she did that and it looked fine up until last month that filling she put on had broken off while I was eating a cookie I didn't get that but um but she did tell me um when she did put the filling last year that it wasn't the right way to do it so I don't know so when this filling had chipped off um last month i called the dental office told them what happened i wanted to be seen as an emergency visit and i went the day after my tooth had chipped well you know the filling you know breaking apart i go and i waited like about 10 to 15 minutes until my name was called i was called into a room and mind you i had my son with me um I was hoping he would be on his best behavior. So I just had my phone charged and I had him watch cartoons on my phone. And um, all that happened was I was told to rinse my mouth with mouthwash that was provided to me. And then I had an x-ray done on the chipped tooth. So then I seen the dentist and I'm looking at her. I'm like, this ain't my dentist. And I told her what happened. And she basically tells me nothing could be done because she doesn't see any issue wrong with the chipped tooth. So then she goes on to say to schedule an appointment for a filling as soon as possible. And then to schedule another appointment for a cleaning. So I said, okay, go to the front desk with my son. I'm telling, you know, the lady who works at the desk, I have to schedule these appointments and then she tells me the next available appointment to get a filling and a cleaning for my teeth will be in November I'm looking at this lady like you mean to tell me I gotta rock this fucking chip tooth up until November nah Mm -mm. like all summer I'm rocking a chip tooth mind you my son's birthday is in September so I have plans of wanting to take him out to lunch or dinner and, you know, wanting to take pictures of him smiling. But how can I smile with a chipped tooth? I'm going to have to keep my mouth closed and smile and not show no teeth at all. You know what I'm saying? So I was so livid. Then I was told, oh, keep calling the dental office to see if there's any available appointments for a sooner date. 
instead of having to wait till November. So every time I had called the dental office, they're all telling me the same bullshit. Oh, um, there's no availability. Um, the next available appointment won't be until January. So then I'm questioning about my regular dentist. Like, when is she available? And they're telling me the same thing. Oh, yeah, she's available until January. I'm like, what? This makes no sense. And I know a lot of people don't like going to the dentist. So I don't know how appointments are so booked until the end of the year. Makes no sense to me. But, um, yeah. So I'm still rocking the chip, too. <laughs> But I think I had found a solution to help temporarily until I get this filling done in November. And I'll discuss that a little later on. But, um, oh, now I know why I have my son with me at the dental emergency appointment for the chipped tooth. My mom was actually out the country. Um, she had traveled out to the UK with one of my aunts because her aunt from out in the UK had sadly passed away and my mom was out there for a few days so um you you all know I think I mentioned that my mom had knee replacement surgery back in late January of this year and she is still not at a hundred percent um she's actually scheduled to have another knee surgery in September on the same knee so uh, it's stressing me out but yeah my great aunt had passed away sadly and um, she had cancer and I had actually seen her on FaceTime back in May when I had visited my mom at her house with my son. I had to take care of some things so she was babysitting my son for a bit. But yeah, um, my mom had informed me my great aunt had planned out everything in the event of her passing from like funeral arrangements and what the family should do with her belongings and things of that nature. So that's that. But um, the week after my tooth got chipped, I got the second dose of the Pfizer vaccine. And I didn't have any crazy symptoms afterwards compared to the first uh, dose. The first dose that I got in June, my whole arm was sore, but it was in pain. Like I was in agonizing pain. But the second dose was no problem. And actually, my son was with me that same day, too, because like I said, my mom was out in the UK. So the day I got the second um, dose, my mom actually flew back to New York. So I'm telling my son where we're going in the morning as we were leaving. I said, mommy has to go get a shot. And, you know, I handed him my phone and um, I had him sit on my lap while I was getting the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> it just cracks me up because I had recorded him, you know, during the whole process. And I was holding my phone with one hand, you know, wrapped around him holding the phone. And he was just looking at the nurse with the needle. And then he's looking at her and then he's looking to see where she's going to put the needle. And I said, it's for mommy. It's not for you because my son hates the needles like I do. And um, yeah, she gave me the vaccine. I was done. And I, my son just looked. And I said, it's okay. Mommy's fine. <laughs> and uh, yeah, after um, I was done getting the vaccine, we went outside for a walk and then we went back home. Um, then two days later, I was informed that my father's mother, 
my grandmother um, had passed away. And the way that I was informed, I felt some type of way about it. Now, before I get into details of how I found out about my grandmother's passing, let me take it back to a few weeks prior to her passing. So one day in like mid to late June, I receive a message on Facebook Messenger from a female that states that she's my cousin's wife, my dad's nephew, that she's his wife. I haven't seen my cousin in like almost mm, two years maybe. And I haven't heard from him in like a year on Facebook when he last contacted me, letting me know he caught COVID and then lectures me about who I bring into my home. Don't bring any random man. And at the time during the pandemic, I was in a relationship with my ex-boyfriend. He was the only person entering my home alongside my mother. That was it. Those were the only two people that came over to check up on me and my son and to spend time with us. That's that. And I haven't heard from my cousin ever since then. But to get a random message from a stranger about my grandmother? Huh? Who are you? So, unfortunately, I couldn't go to the hospital to see my grandmother, you know, with the coronavirus and with the restrictions. And plus, I'm a single mom, so I couldn't go. I got my kid with me. Um, So I'm like, okay, I'm telling this female, can you tell my cousin to call me to let me know what's going on? I gave her my cell phone number to give to him, and he never called me. So I called my mom and let her know what I was informed about my grandmother being in the hospital. My mom couldn't go to the hospital either because of her knee. She had knee replacement surgery back in January. She's still in a lot of pain. She's not back to her 100% self. And um, then, you know, a couple weeks go by, still haven't heard from my cousin, nothing. So then this one day after my son finished uh, having a meeting with his teachers, it was on a school day, at like 10.30 in the morning, I get a message from the same female telling me that my grandmother had passed away. And um, I'm here at home with my son like, what the fuck did I just read? So I messaged this girl, letting her know. I don't even know how old she is, but I think she's younger than me, probably. Or somewhere close to my age. But I told her, can you please tell my cousin to call me? And then she comes out saying, he lost your number, LOL. I'm here like, yo, dead ass. I was like, this fucking bitch. Like, this is not a laughing matter. This is about my grandmother, you know what I mean? My father's mother. This woman has known me my whole entire life since the moment I was born. And I was her only granddaughter. You know, we had such a tight bond. And for this chick that I never met in my life to be behind the screen, on the phone or whatever, talking about my cousin lost my number. How the fuck did he lose my number? Like, doesn't she have her messages saved from when she first contacted me on Facebook, letting me know my grandmother was in the hospital the first time around she reached out to me? You know what I'm saying? And then she goes on to tell me, oh, my cousin cannot make outgoing calls. He could only receive incoming calls. 
kind of bogus phone does this guy have? This dude is a supervisor at his job for many, many years. And you mean to tell me he got a busted phone that he can't make phone calls? And then this chick is joking about him losing my number? I was so livid that day. You don't even understand people. So I was like, all right. So I had his number saved from the message she sent me, letting me know first time around, oh, your grandma was in the hospital. So then I call my mom and let her know what happened. But before I called my mom, I did let this girl know, like, you know, this is in regards to my grandmother. I want to know what happened. I haven't spoken to my grandmother in like forever. You know what I'm saying? And my cousin, who's like 50 fucking years old, should have common sense that um, we're family. So for him to have this so-called wife of his reach out to me on social media, letting me know about my grandmother's death, like that's kind of fucked up. So anyways, when I called my mom and told her what happened, as soon as my mom came on the phone, I just lost it. I just started crying. My body was trembling and my son was sitting beside me, not knowing what the hell's wrong with his mommy. And my mom's freaking out on the phone like, you know, Elisa, what's going on? What's the matter? She thought something happened to my son. I said no. And I told her grandma passed away. She said what? So when I informed my mom how I was told the news of my grandmother's passing, she couldn't believe it either. She said, why didn't this guy call you and tell you himself? I said, Ma, that's what I fucking said. I just don't get it. He's my cousin. I don't know who the fuck this girl is. Talking about she's his wife. Like, one thing I don't really like when it comes to people in relationships, don't label the person as your hubby or wifey if you're not legally married. I feel some type of way about that. You know, a long time ago, maybe a decade ago, I thought that was all cute and shit. But now I'm in my late 30s. I just feel some type of way about it. You know, my parents were married for over 25 years before my dad passed away 13 years ago. And yeah, so I was like, whatever. So my mom is like, you know, have you contacted your cousin? Did you find out what's going on? I said, mom, I'm going to call him later. Let me just kind of cool off a bit. You know, because my emotions were just all over the place. You know, just finding out that the only living grandparent I had left and the main grandparent I was close to is gone and I hadn't seen her in a year so of course I'm gonna feel some type of way you know what I mean so I let a couple hours go by and you know I called my cousin he answers the phone and then he's telling me yeah grandma had passed away and I'm like well what happened and then he said you know she was in the hospital she had breathing problems and, you know, I told him, like, why didn't you call me? Like, and he's like, oh, well, I've been trying to contact you. I'm here at home. Like, bullshit, dude. Like, you did not contact me. I gave this chick that claims she's his wife my phone number when she told me my grandmother was in the hospital. And he never called me. My phone is always on. Always on. I never have my phone off. So for him to sit there and say he did try to contact me, bullshit excuse. And another thing, he's always changing his phone number. Since I was a kid, dude is always changing his phone number practically like every other month. And that was like one of the things my grandmother used to hate about him was the constant phone number changes. She could never keep up. Like how many times you got to change your number? Doesn't make any sense. But anyways, um, I did tell my cousin straight up. I said, first of all, 
I don't appreciate a random stranger telling me about what's going on with grandma. Why didn't you tell me yourself? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're family. I don't know who this person is telling me the news about my grandmother. So he goes on to say that he's been trying to contact me, which is total bullshit because he has multiple Facebook accounts. And the last I heard from him on Facebook was a year ago. And my number has not changed. I have the same phone number since I was 21 years old and I'm 37 now. So then um, I'm like still listening to him talk or whatever that he's telling me, oh, his phone screen is cracked. And I'm here like, there's so many cell phone stores out there where you can get a brand new phone or you can get the screen replaced. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yeah, just here listening to his poor excuses. And this is a man that's like 50 years old. So then he said he's going to send me the information about my grandmother's funeral arrangements. So I said, okay. So after I finished speaking with him, I received a text message from him, which was a picture of the funeral home business card. He already had made the arrangements for my grandmother's funeral services and everything. Without even consulting me, knowing that I'm my grandmother's granddaughter, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I wanted to help out with something, I would try my best to, but whatever. So I called my mom. Spoke to her, let her know that I had spoken to my cousin. So then I had asked my mom, do you want his phone number to call him to find out about grandma? And my mom said, nope, I do not want his number. I do not want to speak to him because I will go off of him. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. She's tight because of the way I was informed about my grandmother's passing. Like I said, she didn't like it. Neither did I. You got a random stranger telling you about a relative's death that you never met in your life? Come on now. So my mom was feeling upset too about the whole situation. And um, I said, okay. So then, you know, some time went by. I go on Facebook again and tell me how my cousin's so-called wife blocked me. So I'm here thinking, oh, so he must have told her off on what I told him on how I felt about the way I was informed about my grandmother's passing. Now, mind you, this chick sent me two Facebook friend requests from two different accounts. So she blocked me from the account where she messaged me from. And the second account, you know, I never even accepted her phone request anyways. So then after speaking to my mom the second time, I reached out to my best friends and um, letting them know about my grandmother's passing, letting them know the whole deal of how I found out. And then I go off saying... This chick better not come anywhere near me the day of the wake. She better social distance and keep her ass away from me. She better stay six feet away from me. I don't want to even have any type of conversation with this chick. So my best friends also felt, you know, the frustration I was feeling of how I was informed of the news about my grandmother passing away by a random stranger, like I said. So, um couple days go by and uh, me and my mom and son we go to the flower shop to buy floral arrangements for my grandmother and then um the day of my grandmother's wake at the funeral home i go with my son to meet up with my mom at her house and i seen some of my aunts there one of my older cousins was there too and um 
it was so hot outside that day. Oh my God, ridiculous. So me, my mom and son, we walk over to the funeral home, which was literally on the same block where my mom lives at. And we go into the funeral home. I really didn't recognize people who were there. And then my cousin's son, who lives out in Florida, he seen me and approached me and my mom and my son and, you know, said hi to us. I haven't seen my cousin's son since my son was a baby. So this was like a decade ago. And uh, yeah, so he's like, oh, what's up? It's good to see you, this and that. So then we walk into the room where my grandmother was at. It was open casket. And um, my mom, myself, and son walk up to where my grandmother was in the room. And um, my mom starts breaking out crying. And then I start crying myself. My son doesn't even know what's going on. He's just like looking around in the room that we're in. And then, um, you know, I tell my mom, let's just go sit down for a second. So we sat on this love seat that was a few feet away from my grandmother's casket. And then... um, I noticed there wasn't a lot of people at the wake. So after I found out the news of my grandmother's passing, I reached out to both my dad and mom's side of the family in a group chat, letting them know that my grandmother had passed away, giving them the information of her funeral services. And uh, one of my dad's cousins said she was going to go to the funeral home for the services. I said, okay, cool. And um, that was that. But yeah, I didn't see a lot of people there. There was like less than 15 people at the funeral home to you know, pay their respects to my grandmother. So I'm here thinking maybe my cousin did not reach to everyone in my grandmother's side of the family because I know my grandmother has family that lives in New York, whether it's upstate in the Bronx, she has family in Florida. So I don't know what happened. Um, and uh, yeah, so then my cousin um, finally comes up to me and my mom and, you know, gives us a hug and says hi. And he didn't introduce me to his so-called wife um his son who i had seen when i arrived at the funeral home was there with his girlfriend so i wasn't even introduced to my cousin's son's girlfriend either so i'm like what the hell is going on what like father like son what's the deal with that like that's kind of fucking rude you don't introduce people to anybody so i didn't say nothing you know at the funeral home about that but the priest came later in the afternoon, like maybe after an hour of my arrival with my mom and son at the funeral home, um, said a prayer to my grandmother in English and Spanish. And then um, afterwards, uh, you know, the services was over. My cousin had briefly had spoken to my mom and myself, letting us know that my grandmother is getting cremated. Um And I'm like, huh? I was confused by that because I remember my grandmother telling me she had a plot available at the cemetery where my dad and his sister are buried at. And if anything were to happen to her, she would be buried with her children. So now I'm hearing she's getting cremated and then my cousin is keeping her ashes. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I am so confused. So my mom did tell me um, one of the times she did visit my grandmother at the nursing home that my grandmother ended up saying, you know, she was thinking about getting cremated also. Because my mom told her, in the event my mom, God forbid, passes away, she wants to get cremated. And that's pretty much part of the Hindu religion. When someone passes away, they get cremated. And usually their ashes are spread somewhere, like maybe in the water someplace, you know? Um. So yeah, my cousin tells us like, oh, my grandmother, when she was in the hospital, she like last minute made, you know, her final decisions of what she wants to be done. 
um, in the event of her passing. So I was like, wow, unbelievable. So then after the services, um, I go back to my mom's house with my son just to hang out for a bit before I go back home. And my mom is talking to myself and my older cousin who went to my grandmother's wake. And she was talking about my cousin's daughter. So I'm looking at my mom like, what are you talking about? Who are you talking about? So she said she approached a girl that was wearing a dress. She said hi to the girl, gave her a kiss on the cheek, thinking it was my cousin's daughter. I said, Ma, that is not his daughter. That is allegedly his new wife. So my mom's like, what do you mean? I said, Ma, did you not see his daughter? She had on a freaking short-ass crop top t-shirt with some skinny jeans. My cousin's daughter was dressed up in a crop top, showing off all her belly and everything. I'm like, this is not an appropriate way to dress for a freaking funeral home at a wake of her great-grandmother. <laughs> I just didn't get it. So my mom was like, holy shit. I thought all this time the person that she approached was my cousin's daughter. I said, no, that's his so-called wife. The one that contacted me on Facebook, letting me know how grandma was in the hospital a few weeks ago. And all of a sudden, oh, she passed away. My mom was like, wow. So then my older cousin who was there with us, she was like, wow. So he's on to wife number three. Because my cousin also had his daughter's mother at the funeral home to pay her respects to my grandmother. And she was there with her new man. And I'm like, what in the world is going on right now? I was like, whatever. You know. But... It's crazy. So, yeah, um, after that, I ended up going back home with my son, you know, just to like, you know, kind of like wind down and like, yeah, we pay our respects to my grandmother. And that's that. So after my son was in bed for the night, um, you know, I was still up past midnight. I actually dozed off on my sofa in the living room and I had the TV on. So when I woke up, I noticed there was like this white shadow over me, like over my chest. And like the image looked like it was someone's head resting on my chest with their arms wrapped around me. I jumped up on the quickness and looked around the living room and all of a sudden that white shadow was gone. I said, what the fuck was that? Was that my grandmother paying a visit to me? Let it be know that she was okay. Oh my goodness. It just freaked me out. So then I remember afterwards, I took off the TV, made sure everything, you know, was clean in the kitchen. And then I went straight to bed. I called my mom the next day, letting her know what happened. And she said, your grandmother came by to visit you. And I said, yeah. Like, this is unbelievable. I feel like I have a sixth sense in some weird way when it comes to like people passing away and seeing things um same thing happened when my dad passed away similar scenario um shortly after the, I got the news he passed away I remember I was at my parents house and um I was there with my mom and my brother at this point I was in a relationship with a former ex-boyfriend we were living together, but after my dad's passing, I went straight back home to my parents' house to stay with my mom and my brother because my mom was, like, not functioning straight. So I remember one night, I'm in the kitchen getting something to drink, and then as I was walking past the living room to go to the bedroom, I noticed this silhouette 
behind my dad's recliner. And I looked really good. And I said, wait a minute, what the hell am I looking at? And it was an image of my father in a hospital gown, sitting on a folding chair with his head looking down to the ground. Like he was sitting kind of like a slouching position. And it looked like he was sad. And I ran straight to the bedroom. I was like, oh, hell no. What the fuck is going on, man? Like that shit really scared me. So I told my mom about that. And she said, talk to your father. Tell him that we're going to be fine for him to rest at, you know, rest in peace that he's no longer suffering. So my mom went out to run errands one day. I go to my parents' bedroom looking at photo albums. And I found a picture of my dad. I took it, held on to it, walking around the apartment, just talking to him, saying, Daddy, we're okay. You know, you don't have to worry about us. We're going to be fine. Just be with your sister, you know, rest in peace. You're no longer suffering from any more illnesses. And, you're, you know, we love you. We're good. So then, after the burial services for my father, I still had stayed with my mom at my parents' place, you know, my old childhood home. And um, once again, my mom had to run out to run errands. And... Uh, it was like broad daylight. I'm in the apartment by myself. My brother was hanging out somewhere. I remember going to the kitchen to get something. And as I'm walking past the living room to go to the bedroom to watch TV, my parents had this like entertainment set up where there was like mirrored doors and shelves. So as I'm walking past the living room, I look at the reflection on the mirror of this entertainment setup, And I see my father clearly sitting on the love seat. His hair brushed to the side like the way he normally would style it. A black t-shirt with a colorful image on it. And, you know, denim jeans just sitting on the love seat in the living room. With a clean face. You know, he used to rock a mustache. And he just looked at peace. He just looked calm. I turn away, look back at the reflection in the mirror. He was gone. So I go straight to my parents' bedroom. And I'm like talking to myself like... I just saw my dad again, but this time I saw him on, you know, in broad daylight. It was the afternoon hours. I didn't get that, you know? So I tell my mom what happened and she couldn't believe it either. And she's like, don't tell your grandmother anything. She was talking about my dad's mother. Uh, my dad's mother, uh, you know, she's Puerto Rican and she was a strict Catholic, always praying. She used to go to church all the time, like every Sunday. And when I was a kid growing up, I used to go to church with her every Easter Sunday. She would buy me those poofy dresses with a headband and white shoes, the pantyhose and those socks with the lace around them. You know what I'm saying? So that was like back in the 90s when I was growing up. So yeah, uh, my mom did not want me to tell my grandmother how I saw my father's spirit twice after his passing. Because she figured my grandmother would probably freak out. But um couple months go by after my dad passed away and my mom actually did tell my grandmother how I saw my dad's spirit in the apartment twice and my grandmother didn't freak out or anything she was like oh yeah that really happened and I told my grandmother yeah that happened and my mom eventually she did have some dreams about my dad and I did too after his passing um my son was born two years after my dad passed away and coincidentally my son's birthday is literally the day after my father's birthday so crazy right so um 
about two months after my son was born, I had a dream about my dad. And um, I remember in the dream, I was sitting in a bedroom in front of a vanity, just brushing my hair. I was dressed pretty much all in white, wearing like a white robe and I guess like a nightgown. And my dad was sitting in the back corner of this bedroom wearing a white button down dressy shirt with black slacks. His hair was brushed to the side. And I remember him telling me in the dream, Elisa, I'm very proud of you. You're going to be a great mom. I woke up from the dream, just tears coming out of my eyes. And I said, holy shit, my dad knows I'm a mom. He knows I had a baby. This is fucking crazy. And then a couple years later, I had another dream about my dad. He, my brother, and myself were at a pet shop. And he wanted to get my son a dog. So I'm telling my dad, daddy, don't get no big dog because... I mentioned about my son having special needs that I'm going to be the one responsible to take care of the dog that I would need something small and convenient for my son. So maybe a year after having that dream, guess what? I get me and my son's first puppy. I got a Morky named Gizmo. That's what I named the dog. And I had the puppy for a couple of months and then I had to rehome him. It was just becoming too much of a burden for me to not only take care of my son but also to take care of a animal of a pet um so i ended up selling the puppy with all of his belongings and everything to a friend of a ex-boyfriend's friend that was looking to get a puppy for her daughter and we actually met in person i had her meet the puppy and she instantly fell in love with him asked when she could take him home and I said well as soon as I get the payment he's all yours so within a couple days she had the payment ready I gathered all of his belongings and the day that he was leaving my home to go to his new home he knew something was up he was whimpering and whining and I was like I'm sorry you know you're lovable adorable and mischievous and all but I can't keep you anymore I mean it was a, a cool experience for those few months that I had him of being a dog owner but then my mom was telling me you know, you have a child with disabilities you got to pay mine to, and then you're going to pay mine to a pet is going to be too much for you. So if I was married and I had the help, you know, it would have been a little easier. But me being a single mom, doing everything on my own, it was just too much, too much work for me. And then I thought about what if I want to go on vacation or spend the night somewhere? You know what I mean? Like, who's going to watch the dog? It ain't going to be my mom. So um, I heard maybe a year after I gave away and sold the dog to his new owner that he was doing good. Um, the little girl got attached to him, claiming that's her dog. And I'm like, okay, well, that's what's up. As long as he went to a good home and he's taken care of, that's all that matters to me. But um, yeah, so my grandmother was in her early 90s when she passed. And um, I miss her so much. Um, I know she's no longer suffering she's at peace and um i know that she loves me she's was the only member of my family to always tell me i love you all the time whether it was us talking on the phone me spending the weekends with her during my childhood um whenever i had issues with my parents like in high school like when it came to relationships i got into a relationship in high school and during my senior year and um you know my parents really didn't say much of it but 
they didn't like the fact I decided to leave high school when I had to repeat the 12th grade because I didn't have enough credits to graduate. So I ended up dropping out of high school uh, months after my 18th birthday because of the fact that I didn't have enough credits to graduate. It was stressing me out. So guess what? I went to go get my GED. Um, I was, I believe, 19 years old or 20. Somewhere between 19 and 20, I got my GED. I didn't just drop out of school with no plan. You know what I'm saying? I said, I'm going to go get my GED and maybe go to college if I want to go to college. If not, I'll just find a job and work and make some money. So after getting my GED, I did go to a trade school and it was for childcare because I wanted to work with kids. I attended this program for six months and graduated with a childcare diploma and graduated with honors. And then I started working with kids shortly after. So yeah, um, my grandmother was my rock. Like I could talk to her about anything and she's witnessed all the relationships I've been in with all of my ex-boyfriends, um, couple relationships he, she didn't approve of, which was um, two relationships I was in with older Ben. Um, the first guy was 14 years older than me, divorced with three kids, but the kids were in custody of his ex-wife, so I had never seen the kids, and during the time he was with me, he didn't see the kids either. Then the second relationship I got into with an older man is actually my son's father. A 10-year age gap between he and I. And... My grandmother would tell me how she felt about these guys and I would let her know what went down, especially I've mentioned on the podcast how I was in a toxic relationship with my son's father for four years and how I ended up being a victim and survivor of domestic violence because of that fucking mess. And my grandmother couldn't believe all the shit I went through. And she's like, you know, all I want for you is to be with a good man to take care of you, to love you, respect you, and do right by your son. And, you know, you live and you learn, you know, from your mistakes. And uh, then I got into another relationship after things ended with my son's father with another older man that was also 10 years older than me, but he was divorced with no children. Um, The year he got divorced was the year I met my son's father. But at that point, we didn't even know each other. So... Once we started dating and getting to know each other, it was like, wow, what a weird coincidence. Like, I get divorced and you get with your kid's father. I'm like, yeah, I know, weird, but strange. But, uh, you know, last relationship lasted five years. That was the longest relationship I've ever been in, you know, alongside when I was with my son's father for four years. But I really wouldn't call that a relationship. I call it a situationship or a relationship, you know what I'm saying? Because I was never in love with my son's father. Yes, we said I love you to each other, blah, blah, blah. But he used the word love to his advantage to get whatever he wanted from me. Whether it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go hang with the boys when he's really fucking around with the next chick. You know what I'm saying? He was unfaithful to me. Yet I'm the one suffering, being faithful to him, being the desperate housewife because I'm taking care of everything in the home. I'm taking care of our son. But never again. I'm not going to deal with that bullshit anymore. And this is why I'm a single woman, because I know what I want and I don't believe that I have to be in a perfect relationship or have the perfect date. I don't believe in the word perfect and don't like it either, but just have common sense, have respect. You know, if you want me to trust you, you got to prove to me, hey, I can be trusted. That's all. That's all I ask is for a guy to be respectful 
to be honest with his feelings and not hold anything back from me because I tell you this much, I keep it real. If you guys follow me on Instagram and you see my Instagram live streams, I pour my heart out. That's just how I am. And having this podcast is a platform for me to be expressive of myself, of my thoughts and feelings of various things in my life. Same with Instagram when I'm on live. I express what's going on, how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking. You know what I'm saying? So that's that. But I miss my grandmother very, very much. And um, I miss my dad too. So I hope that they're reunited and that they're at peace. That's all that I'm asking for and all I want for them. All right, so let's talk about something more upbeat and fun. I want to talk about music. And if you guys heard any background music previously, it probably sounded very, very faint. And it sounded like lullaby music. Well, that's exactly what it was. I was playing lullaby music for my son to fall asleep while he was in his bedroom watching TV. And yeah, so... Lullaby music helps calm his nerves <laughs> if he has a difficult time to fall asleep. If I put on like a specific show for him to watch to kind of doze off and sometimes he'll just be awake and not want to fall asleep. So last resort would be playing lullaby music because that will put me to sleep quick. <laughs> so yeah, my son's asleep. So no worries. But in music news, I want to talk about two of my favorite bands. One being Outlier. Outlier had released a new single called Bulletproof. And alongside the single, they had released a new music video for the song. I mentioned on Instagram that I would do a first reaction to this music video on Instagram Live. And I did just that. Now, I'm still dealing with this chip tooth situation that occurred in the month of July. And... Uh, I just said, fuck it. Just do this live stream. You're not going to be on for long. And who cares what other people say and think? You know what I'm saying? So I don't think nobody's going to really pay attention to my chip tooth during the whole live stream. But, you know, I have my insecurities about that because I can't smile like I normally do. Especially when I take pictures, you know. But anyways, um, I did this live stream. I made sure my son was asleep for the night. And uh, during this live stream, I was caught by surprise because one of the guitarists of Outlier, who I call my Outlier bestie, Kane Buckley, was watching me on Instagram Live to do this first reaction to the music video Bulletproof. He caught me off guard. I had no idea he was going to be tuning in because around this time, Outlier was on tour and they were on tour with a band called Gemini Syndrome. And there were other bands that were also performing on this tour as well. So, Kane is interacting with me during this live stream. And then I eventually watched the music video for Bulletproof. And if you guys are familiar with this movie called Fight Club, which I have never seen. I'm sure my dad probably seen it a long time ago when it was released. 
on VHS or if it was on cable back in the days, but uh, pretty much the concept of the music video is similar to the movie The Fight Club. So it was a good video. I got to see all I do your thing. And Kane is watching my reaction to the music video. And um, he was very sweet and very interactive with me. So I appreciate that. And if you guys didn't know, uh, Kane is actually one of the first members of Outlier I officially became Facebook friends with on his birthday back in April of this year. Fun fact, Kane's birthday is literally days after mine. <laughs> so yeah and another thing um i also became facebook friends with joey arena the vocalist of outlier which so happened to be during the month of july i don't know just one day i just randomly thought to myself like should i send joey a friend request on facebook what's the worst that could happen he could just decline my request and be like why is this girl sending me a friend request like i don't know her like that like, why she want to be all in my shit? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because like I said before in the podcast, I feel like Facebook is very personal. Um, I'm on Facebook to interact with like my relatives, people I went to school with or had worked with. Um, I'm in a few Facebook makeup groups as well. And I've befriended a handful of members in um, a makeup group that I've been a part of for like the last two years. And, um, you know, we're part of a group chat. So we like always talking in the group chat about random things going on in our lives and things of that nature. But um, let me tell you, the day I sent Joey the friend request on Facebook, like hours later, I get a notification showing that he accepted my friend request. And I'm like, oh, shit. This is fucking crazy. I'm fucking officially Facebook friends with the vocalist, one of my favorite bands. Like, get out of here no i don't believe this then i'm thinking to myself oh my god joey's gonna see all the madness i post on my facebook page because <laughs> you know i post like funny memes and shit like that like i share a lot of the funny memes i see on like various pages and stuff like that so um yeah but it's kind of odd that i'm facebook friends with joey but he doesn't follow me on instagram is that weird I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I mean, Kane was actually the first member of Outliers to follow me first on Instagram last year on Halloween. And I didn't know who he was when I got the notification that he was following me. And I mentioned this before the podcast. Like, yeah, he followed me. I checked his page out, read his bio, and it said he's the guitarist of Outlier. I was like, oh, hold up. I'm going to follow him back. So um, I know there was a former member of Outlier that did follow me before Kane did. I didn't know too much about him and then he unfollowed me and then followed me again i don't know if this person is still following me at this point but i'm like okay i don't know <laughs> but um since kane and i have been following each other on instagram um it took us a while to actually interact with one another because like i said he followed me on halloween of last year i really didn't interact with him until this year in the winter so yeah but with joey um i followed him first obviously because of him being the vocalist of outlier since last year when i became a fan of the band and um i noticed that he was sharing a lot of my instagram stories that he's been tagged on um alongside outliers instagram page they were like sharing my instagram stories and all that so i thought that was cool and like i said they're the only band that ever acknowledged me on social media so to actually be officially facebook friends with two of the members i was like that's pretty cool I mean, did you guys see my birthday cake that I got back in April of this year? 
I had a themed birthday cake and it was of outlier. I had the entire band on my cake, their picture, and it was an edible cake. Well, the picture was edible. <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, it was really cool to see Kane watching my Instagram live stream the night I did the first reaction to the Bulletproof music video. It's a great song. Um, I listen to it every day. My son loves the song as well. And um, actually, um, my son's birthday's coming up and I already had planned to get him his first set of Outlier merch. So I'm looking forward to getting that and I'm hoping I get it before his birthday so I can surprise him with all the other gifts I got for him. Um, technically, this is going to be his second quarantine birthday alongside me. Um, I did order a birthday cake for him and I ordered some balloons and things like that. So, you know, I'm trying to do it up for my boy because he's turning 10. He's hitting the double digits. He's becoming a preteen. So I want to make sure that his 10th birthday is a special one. I don't even remember how I celebrated my 10th birthday, to be honest. And I was in the fifth grade, so... My son will be starting the fifth grade shortly after his birthday. So that's another thing I got to look forward to. But um, besides that, um, yeah, uh, Outliers doing their thing. Um, hopefully, if they plan a show in the near future in New York City so I can go. More than likely, I may end up going by myself. <laughs> it all depends. Um, it really all depends um, on the timing that they're planning their tour. I know a lot of bands um, at this point are hitting the road, performing at different places, um, whether it's like a large tour or something small for like one or two days. And then there's other bands that are like pulling out like, nah, we gotta cancel shows because someone in their team caught COVID and or they're just taking precautions. Like, oh, we still got this virus shit going on. Like, nah, let's just be mindful and aware of what's still happening this shit is not going away no time soon but it is what it is um but yeah if you guys have not checked out outliers latest single bulletproof definitely give it a listen check out the music video and you could follow them pretty much on social media see what they're up to so another band i would like to talk about is one of my personal favorite bands for the last three years alongside outlier outlier been a fan of for a year now but this band motionless and white you already know <laughs> i love those guys and in particular i'm a huge fan of chris motionless so these guys had released a brand new music video for the song called thoughts and prayers which is a song from the disguise album that was released two years ago this song has been one of my personal favorites off of the disguise album and I actually seen this song perform live when I had seen Motionless and White perform at Webster Hall back in January of 2020, months before everything was shut down due to the coronavirus pandemic. So watching this music video, I couldn't believe the transformation of Chris Motionless. Yo, dude, his hair was platinum blonde, not black. Like he normally had his hair for a while. He just went straight platinum blonde. He had, was rocking the blue contact lenses. And he had on an all-white suit in a couple scenes in the video. And then there was other scenes where he's wearing all black with paint on his face. And 
there was another scene in the video where it was like blood all over the place and he's like rubbing blood all over himself i'm like wow this is fucking sick <laughs> so seeing chris in this music video dressed in the white suit and everything you see he's portraying a preacher man and uh what i gathered on instagram there were actually fans who were casted to be a part of this music video and over on the ice nine kills app um someone who actually follows me on the app mentioned that one of her friends is actually in that music video so i was like oh wow that's pretty cool and speaking of ice nine kills there was a former member of the band who was actually made a cameo appearance in thoughts and prayers and that is justin Dubleek. he goes by the name of jd to some people and he has been working with motionless and white producing a lot of songs for them and also other bands as well and uh yeah it was pretty cool seeing him make his little appearance in the music video for motionless and white i knew i recognized his face from somewhere but i didn't pick it up right away up until i saw that um on Instagram, Chris Motionless gave a shout out to everyone who was casted in the video and he shouted out uh, JD. So I was like, oh, okay, now I know where I've seen his face before. And um, actually last summer when Justin Morrow, the bassist of Motionless and White, who was actually a former member of Iceland Kills, when he released his first single off of his solo project called Cypher Sight, I had shared on my Instagram story and even on Twitter of me listening to the track and what I thought about it. Um, both Justin Morrow and Justin DeBleek shared my Instagram stories regarding that one single. And um, yeah, so I thought that was cool. And uh, what else can I say? Um, Thoughts and Prayers, like I said, it's one of my personal favorite songs off of the Disguise album. Um, seeing it perform live for the first time was amazing and uh i don't know like the lyrics of the song i don't i think it has a very powerful message if you really sit back and listen to the lyrics word by word um i feel like maybe especially seeing the whole concept of the music video like i said of chris portraying a preacher man um maybe there's like a message behind it about religion of how people tend to preach about different things regardless of what your religion is um i know growing up i was brought up with two different religions catholic and hinduism and i was baptized catholic when i was a kid but i grew up accustomed to the hindu religion because of my guyanese side of the family my mom is guyanese my dad was puerto rican um, growing up, both my parents weren't so religious. They weren't really strict when it came to religion. But uh, after my dad had passed away, my mom really got into being strict with the Hindu religion. And certain things wasn't allowed. Um, she ended up stopping herself from eating beef. Uh, eating red meat is against the Hindu religion because cows are sacred um if you ever seen footage from like india how cows are just roaming the street like nothing <laughs> they're sacred animals so 
people don't eat cows out there. But yeah, my mom did eat beef when I was a kid growing up. But after my dad's passing, that's when she like completely stopped eating red meat altogether. Um, but yeah, uh, I know for like the Hindu religion, um, when there's a death in the family, you can't celebrate any holiday, any birthdays, nothing for a whole year out of respect for the deceased. And I grew accustomed to that because there's been many deaths in the family, you know, grandparents, uncles, aunts, you know, like distant relatives or a friend of a family. Like, yeah. And I would wonder like around the holidays when I was a kid, like, hey, why didn't I get a Christmas present this year? And my mom would tell me, well, the reason why you didn't get anything this year for Christmas or even your birthday is because someone in the family passed away. So I'm like, oh, okay. But, um... My grandmother from my Puerto Rican side of the family, um, she was Catholic and she was very religious. I mean, praying all the time. She had like a little shrine area in her apartment and uh, it just had like a glass of water to absorb all of the negative energy and then she tosses it out and then pours some fresh water in it again. Uh, she had like little figurines of different saints and candles and a rosary i mean it kind of freaked me out as a kid seeing that in her home but as i got older it was like oh, okay this is like religious stuff so don't even go anywhere near it don't touch nothing <laughs> you know what i mean but um but yeah so you guys got a little insight of what i grew up accustomed to but i'm still catholic um there have been times i thought about converting to becoming a hindu because uh, I was so exposed to the religion so much as a kid growing up. And I've said this before, if I were to ever get married, I would love to have the Hindu wedding. I don't know if that's ever going to happen because I've never been married. I've never been engaged. And past relationships, I've told all my exes, if I were to ever get married, I need to have a Hindu wedding. Or at least have something incorporated based on the Hindu religion itself into the wedding you know what i mean that's my mom's upbringing i want to respect you know that part of my culture on behalf of my mom you know have it be acknowledged to everyone who's going to be seeing me get married you know what i mean but i definitely want to acknowledge both cultures obviously being guyanese and puerto rican but my mom had lectured me so many times before in past relationships like why do you want to have the indian wedding you know how much work it is to have a Hindu wedding and it's expensive and this and that. And I'm like, can a girl dream? You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never been married and never been engaged. It's something I want to do one day. Eventually, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But, um, but yeah, um, I feel like there are people out there who are very religious and would say the most craziest shit like oh if you get a tattoo you're going to fucking hell like <laughs> well they won't say it like that but you know what i'm saying you know what i mean like they'll really won't ref hmm, how can i say this they won't really use profanity at you but if they believe in the higher god or whatever it's like oh if you get a tattoo you're going to hell it's a sin if you have sex before marriage, you're going to hell. It's a sin. Um, well, I mean, different things. And it's like, really? Like right now, 
I do have tattoos. I started getting tattoos um, literally a month after having gastric sleeve surgery. And how many tattoos I have now? I lost count. <laughs> um, but yeah, within, uh, was it close to a year post-op? I already had like three tattoos. And then I got my nose pierced a year ago. So, and then let me see this past spring i ended up getting two additional tattoos so now i have five and then i'm already planning to get more tattoos done so you know i feel like things i've been doing now after having gastric sleeve surgery i never would have thought of doing before because of insecurities or people telling me different things like oh well if you get a tattoo and as you get older, your skin is going to sag, it's going to stretch out, the tattoo is not going to look right. And dealing with the loss of my grandmother, um, I just feel like life is too short. I was fortunate to have another chance of living again because I was in two car accidents caused by drunk drivers. And to be able to, you know, see another day after those traumatic events of my life I just feel like you know what do what you got to do to make yourself happy live life to the fullest and you know don't care what people have to say or think on the decisions I make for myself for my life whatever makes me happy is all that matters you know I am a single mom I have a child who is disabled and has special needs and as long as he's happy and good, I'm happy and good. He's taken care of. We got a roof over our head. I'm paying all the bills. We got clothes on our back. We got a place to sleep and eat and shower and just chill out. We're good. I'm the type of person that I don't really ask for much, you know, especially when it comes to relationships. All I ask is for the guy to be honest with me, be respectful, be understanding, and loving. I'm very simple when it comes to relationships. I don't like drama. I don't like headaches. If a guy's going to be full of shit and come up with the most random excuse for any little thing, you're just wasting my time. If you can't be upfront honest with me, then you need to keep it moving. Because I don't got the time of day to be dealing with anyone who's immature and childish. I can't. Regardless of age. Because let me tell you, last three relationships were with older men. I did date younger when I was in my mid-20s, and it didn't last long. The dates did not last long with younger guys. Um, even trying to date a guy around my age back then, it just never worked. And I always was more attracted to older men because I felt like we can talk, we can communicate on a deeper level, but half the time, it was all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? But um, anyways, I'm getting sidetracked now. I'm supposed to be talking about Motionless and White. But like I said, if you haven't seen the music video for Thoughts and Prayers by Motionless and White, definitely check it out. It's a great video, great song. And speaking of Chris Motionless, I got some awesome news to share with you guys. So I'm going to take a quick break. And when I return, I will share some fun and exciting news regarding Chris Motionless.
And I'm back. So I mentioned that I have some news to share regarding Chris Motionless of Motionless in White. So let me tell you guys what's up with that. So a few months ago, I discovered an artist on Instagram who goes by the name of Chris underscore Stone underscore Art. That's Chris Stone Art. And I discovered him through someone who I've been following on Instagram for the past year who goes by the name of Phobias Forge. And she's a photographer and cosplayer that I discovered on Instagram through the Ghost fandom. If you're not familiar with the band Ghost, um, Google search them. <laughs> so with Chris Stone, um, I was browsing through his page since I followed him. And one of the paintings he's done that really caught my attention was of Chris Motionless. And this painting was based off of a photograph of Chris Motionless from a photo shoot he had done where he has his face painted in the skull paint and he's wearing a black and orange leather jacket, you know, black pants. And the scenario of the photo shoot was, I believe, at a cemetery. So this painting looks exactly like the photograph of Chris Motionless and... um I know I commented on the post of that painting and it just blew me away how realistic it just looked like one of my favorite vocalists. So um, I had a brief interaction with Chris Stone on Instagram during the month of July and he mentioned to me he wanted my voice on his podcast. He's working on a storytelling podcast called Dark Passages Podcast and I am voicing one of the characters on one of the stories he had written. And he did mention to me that he was going to draw me as the character that I'm voicing. I was really excited about that. So um, shortly after our interaction on Instagram and about his podcast that's in the works, um, I did question about the Chris Motionless painting. And I had asked if it was available for purchase, and he said it still was. It's still up on his Etsy shop. So he gave me the backstory behind the painting and mentioned that someone who was following him on social media gave him the suggestion to paint a picture of Chris Motionless. And what happened? He actually did the painting, and then he said the person liked the painting. I guess this person must have had the intent of purchasing it, but all of a sudden this person just disappeared off of social media. So Chris was like, okay, <laughs> like what happened? You know, like this person was nowhere to be found. So then I said to myself, you know, why am I buying clothes? Why am I buying footwear if I'm not going anywhere this summer? You know what I mean? Like, why am I wasting money on shit that's unnecessary? I've said for a minute now that I wanted to have some new artwork in my house. So when Chris told me that the painting was still available for purchase, guess what I did? I ended up buying it. And luckily I was able to use uh, Klarna to make uh, small payments every two weeks because the painting wasn't cheap. I don't lie to you about that. So I ended up using uh Klarna to make small payments every two weeks and that was that so I actually took a screenshot of the confirmation order of me purchasing the painting and I had shared the screenshot of it to Chris I said look what I did and yeah I told him I bought the painting he was in complete shock 
And I told him, I told you, <laughs> I was going to get it. So he was happy that um, I purchased the painting. And um, I did tell him that the day that I received the painting, I will go on Instagram Live to do the reveal of it. And that was that. So the day that I had received the painting, I did go on Instagram Live that night. I did my makeup and everything beforehand because I had plans to take pictures with the painting of Chris Motionless. And uh, Chris Stone actually was watching my live stream of doing the reveal of the painting. And I didn't know he had included a special surprise for me. So I know we were talking on Instagram sometime before he had um, shipped out the painting to me. He questioned if I liked Maria Brink. Uh, Maria Brink is the vocalist of the band in this moment and she's another vocalist I'm a fan of as well and I like the band in this moment they have some awesome songs and I discovered them around the same time I discovered Motionless and White three years ago so yeah I'm here on Instagram live doing the reveal of the painting and I see there's a picture of Maria Brink taped onto the packaging of the painting and I said what is this <laughs> so it was a surprise gift from Chris so I thanked him for that and I know um conversations we had before he shipped out the painting to me he mentioned that he was going to send me stickers to put up around where I live at here in New York um for the dark passages podcast so the first sticker I placed in my neighborhood where I currently live at now and I had taken a selfie and I sent the photo to Chris and um then the second sticker I had placed at my old stomping grounds at my childhood neighborhood and uh, I took a picture with the sticker at my old stomping ground, sent it to Chris saying, look, <laughs> both stickers are up and a Dark Passages podcast marked its territory in the Bronx. So he was happy about that. And um, for the first sticker, my picture was posted on the Dark Passages podcast Instagram page. So if you guys aren't following them, give them a follow. You can see my picture on their page. Um the podcast is still in the works, so whenever um, Chris lets me know that the podcast is up and running, I'll be sharing that information with you all on Instagram and here on my podcast, We Talk With Elisa. So um, yeah, I was very honored that Chris had wanted me to voice one of the characters for his podcast, and um, yeah, I'm truly grateful for that opportunity. Being a voice actress, who would have thought, you know what I mean? Um, I've been told I have a pleasant speaking voice or I sound professional. I mean, I've been told this since I was in high school, but um, the character I'm portraying on this podcast, she is like the complete opposite of me. Um, we may have something in common, but I don't want to give too much away. Maybe the sense of wardrobe, sense of fashion is a little similar, but personality wise, yeah, we're completely different. Um... But yeah, like I said, I don't want to give too much info away about this character I'm portraying. And oh, Chris actually drew me as the character I'm voicing. And I seen the picture that he had drawn out and I was like, wow, okay. He got the details of my face on point. So I don't know when he's planning to release the artwork of my character for the podcast. But uh, whenever he does, I'll share it on my Instagram page as well so you guys can see who I'm voicing for the dark passages podcast but uh i'm looking forward to hearing this podcast and uh see how everything turns out but um 
yeah, definitely check out Chris Stone Art on Instagram and Facebook. A talented artist. And um, I actually gave him an idea after I purchased the Chris Motionless painting. So I know I talked about the Thoughts and Prayers music video by Motionless and White. And I actually told Chris that he should do a painting or a drawing of some sort of Chris Motionless of how he looked in the Thoughts and Prayers music video with the blonde hair, the blue eyes, and the white suit. Next thing you know, Chris is sending me pictures of him working on the actual painting, the new painting of Chris Motionless. And I said, this guy wastes no time. <laughs> it's like he accepted a challenge. He went for it. So I was like, see, I like that. So I, I think I joked around with him saying, oh man, am I going to buy this painting next? Because I don't know, it was just, too damn good to be true that he actually went ahead with the painting but once he completed the painting he had um shared pictures of it on instagram and i told him he did a really great job with it so chris if you're listening keep up the great work and all that you do you're an amazing artist and i'm thankful to have befriended you all thanks to instagram and shout out to ashley aka phobias forge if it wasn't for her i would have never discovered chris stone art so most definitely. Yeah, give Phobias Forge a follow too. She's an amazing cosplayer photographer. I mean, I've mentioned to her last year, if I'm ever in California, I would love to work with her to do a photo shoot because she's just amazing at what she does. Um, I know she's a big fan of the band Ghost too. So yeah. And she's a Tom Hiddleston fan like me. So <laughs> that's one of the things we have in common. We're both uh, Tom Hiddleston Loki fans. So yeah, shout out to her. Shout out to Crystal and Art. Give them both a follow. Amazing people. And moving on to the next thing. What else went down during the month of July? So over on TikTok, as well as Instagram and Twitter, I had made an announcement of a new original cosplay character I created. And she goes by the name of Lizzie. She's a brunette. <laughs> and... You're probably wondering what made me create this character. So for starters, the name Lizzie is actually a name that was given to me by one of my best friends who used to call me Lizzie Izzy. Uh, this was in our mid-20s before we all became mamas. Um, so yeah, we would like pre-game at my house before going out to like a local lounge or a nightclub in the city. And what I mean by pre-game, we'll have drinks first at my house and then we'll head out to wherever we're going and um yeah we used to get lit like no tomorrow <laughs> but my best friends got more lit than i have because when i have like two to three drinks depending on the company i'm with like if i'm with my best friends i'm very giggly i'm always the one friend that's always behind the scenes like taking pictures of other people or of my friends that i'm hanging with on video recording them acting a fool i'm just like in the cut just like minding my own business if i were to be on a date with a guy and i'm liking him i can be a bit flirtatious but i'm kind of shy about it so when it comes to kissing i don't make the first move i kind of give the guy the hint like i like you i'm waiting for you to make the move so i could be a little playful maybe like touch his hand or touch his arm or shoulder you know that type of thing and um, look him in the eyes and smile 
and laugh at his corny jokes or whatever we're laughing at. But yeah. But anyway, um, I was pretty happy to create this character because, uh, you know, it's been a while since I was playing with makeup and doing cosplay characters. I started getting into creating cosplay characters last year when I was doing different cosplay looks of like a vampire character I created in which um, I picked out a name for her already. Uh, actually, I got the name settled the day I went to the dentist's office for the emergency visit for my chipped tooth. And um, I was watching something on TV that they had in the waiting room and I heard the name and I said, yeah, I think this is what I'm going to name my vampire cosplay character. So that name will be announced um, right before Halloween. So sometime maybe late September, early October, when I get in the groove of things of creating this character again, bring her back to life, then you will know. Um, there's another cosplay character I created um, New Year's Eve last year. If you guys follow me on Instagram and even TikTok, you see there's some videos of me in this cosplay character wearing a black and white striped top and a ombre colored wig that's like gray and white. And then if you look into my eyes, I have these spiral black and white contact lenses on and the contact lenses remind me of the spiral logo on the Chris Motionless Varsity jacket I had purchased two years ago. So if you've seen like the last few music videos of Motionless and White, you notice um, some of Chris's wardrobe has the spiral logo on it. So yeah. Um, but for that cosplay character, I already picked the name for her a few months back and I'm going to share with you all right now what her name is. So her name is Luna, which is short for lunatic. <laughs> and you could probably wonder why I picked the name Luna um, for, for that cosplay character. But yeah, um, Luna, she's very kooky and... Um, she could be a bit of a flirt, I would say. I'm not very uh, flirtatious when it comes to me liking a guy. I'm such an awkward flirt. I can tell you that much. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, Luna, she's very kooky and fun. And she's just out there. But she does have a little side to her that she tends to not show so much. If you see one of my TikTok videos that I've done with a TikToker by the name of Zeke. I can't remember his full TikTok name, but he goes by the name of Zeke. He has like this demon type of mask or he's rocking a leather jacket. Um, this particular video, uh, yeah, she was kind of like scared by the way he was talking to her. Um, he was being very dominant. So Luna could be a bit submissive. So now you guys kind of have a backstory behind Luna. And uh, going back into talking about the new cosplay character, Lizzie, um, on TikTok, there's some TikTokers who I follow and who follow me back that's done some duets to some of my videos as Lizzie. And I appreciate the duets so much because I just find them so entertaining. When I started getting into TikTok last year, you know, cosplaying as Luna and then as this vampire character in which I'll reveal the name soon. 
because spooky season is approaching um i had so much fun duetting with other tiktokers so to see other people duetting my videos i just find it fun and um that's why i want to work on more content you know um there's this one tiktoker who's done some duets with my videos and you know we message each other on uh tiktok and uh, he's always sending me links to videos to do blind reactions to so i would have to like watch the video and record my reaction while watching it and i've been getting these funny videos sent to me <laughs> and you guys if you follow me on instagram and tiktok you can see the videos posted of my blind reactions i just think they're hysterical so if any of you are on tiktok feel free to tag me on videos you want me to do blind reacts to because i just find them to be hilarious and um speaking of which i did a blind react to this not safe for work loki audio that's been very popular on tiktok and i found a video of this audio on youtube like the entire audio clip it's this voice actor that sounds like tom hiddleston who's portraying himself as loki but the audio is just let me just tell you just make sure the kids aren't asleep for the night if you want to listen to it i mean i was just in complete shock just hearing this loki audio like the person sounds so much like tom hiddleston it's not even funny but the things that was being said i was like my goodness if I had a man talk to me that way, I would be weak in the knees and <laughs> I wouldn't know what else to do. I wouldn't know what to say. But, oh my gosh, let me tell you, I have over, was it like five to 6,000 plays for that TikTok video of my blind reaction to the audio? I cannot believe it. Unbelievable. So, yeah. Look for that video clip on TikTok if you follow me on TikTok. And um, if you don't follow me on TikTok, well, look me up at Sweet Talk underscore Lisa. And you can look up that video of the Loki audio of my reaction to it because it was pretty funny. But uh, but yeah, um, I don't know if I'm going to create new cosplay characters. I think I'm just going to stick with Lizzie, Luna, and the vampire cosplay character I created last year. And just work on new content for those three characters and see if um anyone else wants to do what with uh any one of those characters in the foreseeable future um but yeah so feel free to check out uh lizzie's content on tiktok and if you guys follow me on instagram at sweet talk underscore lisa you can see pictures of her there as well well guys you know what time it is it's time to wrap this up so if you had tuned into this episode to its whole entirety i appreciate you all so much thank you it means the world to me but if you guys ever want to keep in touch with me feel free to follow me on instagram twitter and tiktok at sweet talk underscore alisa that is spelled s-w-e-e-t-t-a-l-k underscore a-l-i-z-a I'm pretty much more active on Instagram, so your best bet would be to reach out to me over on Instagram. Um, I, on occasion, do my Instagram live streams um, with this Chip 2 situation, not so much, but occasionally, if I'm in the mood, I probably may pop up. You just never know. 
um, I mean, surprise you. But feel free to DM me there. If you guys have the Anchor app, you guys can call in to the Sweet Talk with Elisa podcast and leave a message. I would love to hear your messages. And um, that's pretty much it. So to all of you who had reached out to me um, during the rough time I had in the month of July after losing two family members, especially my dearest grandmother, um, I appreciate it so much. It, I'm still like kind of coping with the loss of her, but I know she's watching over me always and my love for her will never fade away i know her love for me will never fade away either and um, i want to dedicate this episode of the podcast to my grandmother gloria i love you very much i hope you're at peace now and i know you're always watching over me and your loved ones i love you very much abuela and to all of you i love you too So be safe, be well, and until next time.